The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. If you could just know what the fundamentals are, be sure that those are the correct fundamentals and you just drill them, drill them, drill them until you master them, you'll be ahead of most of your competition. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOldJay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there? It is not talent. It is not hard work. It is not resources. It is not knowledge. It is not skill. It is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort even on the days when they don't feel like being at work. Has any of you ever had one of those days? Is any of you having one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com. 
You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there, bowl in authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is eclectic input. Why don't you get information and insight from many unique sources, many disparate sources? Before we get into that, I'm going to remind everybody I send out a text every day, guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point. Someone out every Monday as well does the same thing called the daily and Monday and weekly motivations, respectively. To get those messages, all you got to do is text me to join my text community. It's free of charge. My number is 305-384-6894. Once you text me, we will immediately tell you what your options are for what messages you want to get, how often, and all of that. If you don't get an immediate response, again, we're still working through some tech issues that hopefully will be fixed soon, not completely under our control. Secondly, work on your game, university. That is the only place that I do any coaching. That's a place where I work with high-level professionals, people who are top 2% performers or want to be. So if I am describing you when I say that, I would suggest you go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. We got a four-part framework there based around mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. You can see everything the program is about right there in writing. Then you can schedule time to get on a free call with us. We call it a game session. So you can find out where you're at, where you want to go, what you think might be in your way, and we will take it from there. Again, that's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. All that out the way. Let's get into today's topic, which is eclectic input, taking in information and insight from many unique sources. And this is something that I touched on just a little bit in uh, the last couple episodes here on the show where I told you how I was reading a book about a tennis player, Andre Agassi, and I got an idea from that that I got to apply and use in my own business, even though I don't play tennis at all. So this episode is about why you want to get input from as many sources as possible and why, even though I'm a person who will encourage you to go deep in your area of expertise, you should also skim the surface of other areas of expertise that are not your specific areas because you could always find something useful in places that you would not normally think to look. And more importantly, your competition would not think to look there either. So you can get an edge on them by simply looking for things that they're not looking for and then looking in places where they are not looking. So this is where your advantage may lie. Because remember what I told you in episode 1025, the opportunity is always in the opposites. So if everyone's looking this way to find their next idea and they're all your competition, you should look the other direction because you'll get an idea that none of them is even thinking about, let alone using. And you don't even have to be better than them to outdo them simply because you have resources that they don't have. Not because you have any necessarily talent or skill advantage, but simply because you're looking in the direction that they're not looking. So let's get to it. Point number one. Topic once again today is eclectic input. Why to get information and insight from many different sources. Number one, you don't want too much me too in your things. And the things that you do, you don't want there to be too much me too. Me too means what I mean by this is you don't want to be doing all the same things that all of your competitors are doing or the same things that others who could possibly be compared against you are doing by in the eyes of the consumer. So the people who you consider to be your competitors may not be the same people who your consumer considers to be your competitor. You may think that if you have an app that you're only competing against other apps that are in the same space. This is how many business people think that I got an app, a fitness app. I'm competing against other fitness influencers. Well, yes, you are competing against other fitness apps out there, but you're also competing against every other thing that the person who might download your app could be doing with their time, 
or the money that they would need to pay to get access to the workouts in your app. So you're competing against much more than just other exercise. You're competing against, depending on who the person is who has your app, you're competing against doing nothing. Right? They don't have to work out. Right? Working out is not a, a legal requirement. Someone's working out, they're doing it voluntarily. So are you competing against someone, depending on who your app is for, are you competing for people who don't work out at all and you're trying to get started? Or is this someone who's going to work out definitely? Okay, then you're competing against every other way that person could work out because maybe they could do things other than an app. Maybe they're a the type of person who will go outside and run five miles and they don't need an app to work out. So you're competing against that too. So keep this in mind, folks. So the me too part is everything that your consumer, your prospect is comparing against you. You don't want to look or sound like them. You want to be completely unique to where the only way they can get what you're offering is they have to come to you. That's what you want. If you're in the basketball training space, for example, and all your ideas for marketing and selling and doing your training comes from other people who also teach basketball trainers how to market, sell and train, then you're running into a problem. Even if those people are really good, all your material is going to look and sound like everybody else in the space. And the same thing if you're an esthetician or a life coach or you tutor high schoolers to do good on the SATs, everyone else who's in your space is looking at the same sources for ideas and information on how to be better and do better, they're all looking at the same things. So all of you are going to look and sound exactly the same because they're all getting your information from the same place. Everyone understand what I'm saying here? You don't want to look at the same things that they're looking at because, again, you're all going to all come to the same conclusions and your output's all going to kind of look and sound the same. And then you become a commodity in the eyes of the consumer. In that case, the consumer says, okay, everybody here looks pretty much the same, so I'll just pick the cheapest one because they all seem pretty much the same. And if you know in your heart of hearts, that you're not exactly the same as everybody, you're different. You have to make it obvious that you're different so that the consumer can understand. It, it can't be a secret. It can't be something that they only understand if you get to talk to them for 20 minutes because they might not give you that much time. They may only give you 20 seconds. So this is the marketing challenge. How do I make it clear and obvious that I'm different from everybody else out there? This is called, again, the race to the bottom when you're a commodity because people say, oh, y'all pretty much the same. It's like someone goes to the grocery store and they're going to get mustard. Is there a particular brand that you need? For most people, the answer is no. So they're all commodities. You don't want to be that. Give you an example of this that I applied in my own life. And this is way before I could have explained this to anybody. When I was coming up in basketball, I wasn't that good of a player. I started playing when I was 14. So from ages 14 to 18, like high school years, I knew that all the ballplayers went to the local playground and pick up basketball. Finley Recreation Center in Mount Airy in Philadelphia, where I'm from. And I realized very early, OK, if all the players around here are already better than me, then I can't only do the same things that they're doing, because then I'm only going to get better at the same pace that they're getting better. Again, this is just my theory. And therefore, I can't catch up to them because they're already ahead of me. Now, if we were all starting at the same time. Then maybe that could have made some sense, but still wouldn't have made sense because I want to get better than them more than they're getting better. And on top of the fact that I need to catch up. So I realized what I had to do. I need to do more than what they're doing. Because if I do the same as them, again, they're already ahead. So we're all moving at the same pace. So I'm still losing. So I noticed by paying attention, I noticed that the local playground courts were always packed in the evenings because that's when everyone would come outside. The sun was down. All the older guys, like the guys who had full time jobs, they would come home from work and they would come play basketball. So the playground was packed at night. So it was a good time to be there because this is where you see all your friends. But at the same time, I needed to get an edge on my friends and pass them. So what could I do? I noticed that around between like 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, 10 a.m. and 2 o'clock in the afternoon, that the basketball course would be completely empty. Not because there was anything wrong with the course, but because it was the middle of the summer and it was hot as hell outside and it was like 90 degrees and you're on 
asphalt. So I think that makes it even hotter. All right. It absorbs heat and bounces it right back. I think it bounces it right back. So it makes it even hotter. So nobody would be out there. Like it's too hot to be on the basketball court at this time of day. And I said, okay, that's my advantage. If it's too hot for everybody else, it won't be too hot for me. In those times between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., I would be on the basketball court practicing by myself, not knowing what I was doing, but just doing stuff and hoping that something worked. And that's where I started to slowly start to catch up to my peers. And by the time I was 18, I was actually a solidly good basketball player because I wasn't doing the same thing that all my competitors were doing. That's the point. And I need you to have that same mindset with your stuff. You don't want to do the same thing that everybody else is doing. And sometimes not doing the same thing as everybody else doesn't necessarily mean you need to go and do something that is so radical and different. I mean, what did I just tell you? Is that radical? What I did? All I did was just practice more than everybody else. I just went to the court at a time everyone else thought logically to them is too hot. I said, well, it won't be too hot for me. And I just practiced. There's nothing radical about that. I told you all about this when I talked about how to increase the depth of your knowledge. One thing you can do that can separate you from your peers is simply go read 20 books on your area of expertise. Just read 20 books about it. Whatever it is, read 20 books. I guarantee you'll know more than 98% of people in the world on that subject. And it, it includes the people who do that thing for a living. Because most people who do stuff for a living, any of you who's ever had a job, look around at your peers. Uh, do they study the job? Okay, exactly. They don't. <laughs> they don't study the job. They just have a job. They show up and they do the job. They do the training that the job requires. But besides that, what do your peers do to deepen their knowledge on what you all do for a living? Most of you who have a job, look around at your peers. Tell me, what do they do besides just do the job and do what they're required to do? For the most part, the answer is nothing. They don't do anything. <laughs> they do nothing. And it's even worse in the entrepreneurial space because in the entrepreneurial space, there's not even a requirement of doing basic training. At least when you got a job, they train you on how to do the job. At least you've got the fundamentals in place because they train you how to do it. When you're an entrepreneur, there's no training. <laughs> you can just hang up your shingle and say, I'm an entrepreneur and start selling stuff. And you need not have any expertise whatsoever. And you can just start selling stuff. Now, I don't know how you want to sell anything, but you can try. And so this is the part that I want you all to understand that doing something is different from everybody else, folks, doesn't necessarily mean doing something crazy. Sometimes it just means doing the basics more than everybody else does the basics in the sports world specifically. And this is also true, actually, in the business world. And in your line of work, you probably notice this is true as well. Actually, as a matter of fact, the clients that I've worked with, I've heard them even say this. So I would say this applies in every level of professionalism. That sometimes the easiest thing you can do to put yourself ahead of all the competition, you wonder what it is? Master the fundamentals. Master the fundamentals. Drill them, practice them, do them over and over again until they get boring and monotonous and then do them again. That can put you ahead of everybody else. We're still on point number one topic once again today is eclectic input. Why to get input and insight from many different places. When I was playing ball, I remember once I started to get good at basketball, I started doing a series of drills I would do every time I started my workout. It took about five, 10 minutes to just practice my dribbling skills. I wasn't that good of a ball handler when I first started playing. And probably by around 2009, once I started to build an audience online many years later, I made a video showing the dribbling series that I had been doing since I was probably 18 years of age. And by that point, I was maybe 10 years later or close to it. And I remember doing the drills and I showed the video. On the video, I showed the players who were watching what drills to do. Do this drill, this drill. It was like 10, 15 drills. And at the end of the video, I said, do these drills every single day for five years and you will be a good ball handler. And I remember the most common comments I got on that video, aside from thank you, was, Dre, do I really have to do it every day for five years? Man, that's a lot of work. LOL. Like People didn't really want to do the work. And that's the point. 
I want y'all to get that. That's the point right there. If you could just know what the fundamentals are, be sure that those are the correct fundamentals and you just drill them, drill them, drill them until you master them, you'll be ahead of most of your competition. That's an eclectic idea simply because most people are lazy. They don't think and they don't read. All right, I told you that already, right? So understand that eclectic input does not necessarily mean you need to go digging into the Amazon rainforest to find a new idea. Sometimes just the basic stuff is right in front of your face. Have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have. And I found out the reason why this happens is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation, which addresses this first question. Who do I need to be? And when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes that you have in what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process, and let me let you know, it is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping, and I'm going to give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're going to have what you want to have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is eclectic input. Why to get insight from many different sources. Point number two, remember that a great idea can come from anywhere. Speaking of basketball, the first product I ever created and sold on my own was called Hoop Handbook. It's a training program for up and coming basketball players that it still existed as well. And when I created Hoop Handbook, I started with two programs. One was dribbling program for basketball players like that series I just told you about and include a bunch of other workouts and drills. And then one for shooting. So one for dribbling, one for shooting. Now, where did I get this idea? And by the way, these programs I was selling for $4.99 a piece. And when I first put these programs out, I didn't even have what they call auto delivery. You know, these days when you buy a digital product online or you buy anything that has a digital aspect to it, that as soon as you push the button to run your card and get charged and it takes the money, then immediately you get an email that says congratulations on your purchase and it has links and it has where you can go access the stuff and all that stuff. You get it immediately, right? So when I first started selling my products, I didn't know that there was a such thing as automatically delivering the product to the customer. So when I made my first sales, the people who bought from me were following up from buying by sending me an email saying, hey, Dre, I just bought your product. Can you send me the product? Because I didn't have auto delivery. So I had to manually go see that they purchased. Then I had to go send them an email with the program that they have bought attached to the email and I would manually email it to them. I did that for about a week before I realized, or I thought, I theorized, like there has to be a way to automatically send these to customers and I Googled something and I found it. And then I, all of a sudden I had auto delivery. I'm sharing all that to let you know how basic this was when I first started. Now, the question here that I want to answer that you are not even thinking of, but I'm going to give it to you is where did I get the idea for even having a program in the first place? Because these days, all of you are thinking about well, it's common sense. So you got an audience and you know a subject is make a course or a program or a product and sell it. Well, yes, it's quote unquote common sense these days. But 15 years ago, this was not common sense. There was no common process for doing it either. So where did I get the idea? I got this idea from a random commentator on YouTube because at this point I had a nice little YouTube audience of basketball players who were following me. And I knew who these people were. They were 13 to 24 year old young men who were looking to advance in basketball. 
most of them in the 13 to like 18 range, like high school age. And one of the commentators on YouTube, no name, no face, no picture. They just suggested in a comment, Dre, why don't you just take the workouts that you already do, put them in a format where other players can learn from you and they can practice the same way that you practice. Now, he didn't say it so articulately, but that was the idea that he was getting across. And I read that comment because at that time and still to this day, I read all my comments. And given who my audience was at the time, again, I don't know who this person was, but I would guess he was probably some 15 year old kid living in his parents home who had no professional basketball experience and no entrepreneurial experience nor any sales experience. But the suggestion was a great idea. Still didn't matter that he didn't know he had probably hadn't played pro basketball. He probably wasn't an entrepreneur and he wasn't a salesperson, but his idea was still good. So I was open minded to the idea, regardless of the source of the idea. That's what I want you to understand. The fact that he didn't have expertise in the area in which he was offering a suggestion had nothing to do with the fact that the suggestion was still good. Everybody catch what I just said. And the reason I was able to turn it into a business opportunity is because I was open minded enough to understand that. And I want you all to not get caught in the matrix of thinking that you can only listen to someone if they happen to have a certain level of expertise or quote unquote credibility or accomplishment, et cetera. Now, I'm not saying you need to deeply investigate every idea that comes from any random bum who's done nothing. However, I suggest you keep your mind open enough because. The best idea often doesn't come from the place that you think the best idea is going to come from. The best idea for what you're doing often will come from someone who doesn't even do what you do. They might not even know anything about it. It doesn't mean they can't be smart, but they may not know much about that particular space. But because they understand certain things, they can see things that maybe you wouldn't see. This is the reason why I'm working on your game university. I have a most of the clients that we have in working on your game university folks are not former basketball players or even former athletes who just became entrepreneurs through the internet and putting content up before we were calling it content like me. Most of the people who are in work on your game university do not have the same background that I have. So why are they clients of mine? Why do they come to me? Why do they believe that I can help them? Because I understand the fundamentals. I understand the principles. I understand the disciplines when it comes to mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. Notice that none of those four things has anything to do with a particular industry. You understand what I'm saying here? And this is why you got to keep your eyes and ears open because you never know where the best idea may come from. And this is one of the reasons why even here for the show, I will listen to questions. I always read questions and comments and feedback that I get from people all over social media, even if they're saying something banal and dumb. And sometimes you got to deal with the banal and dumb stuff and trolls in order to get the good stuff. I'm willing to do that because somebody may say something that might be a great idea for another episode that I can put out or another article that I can write or the next chapter in a book that I'm putting together. So this is why you got to keep your eyes and ears open and don't close yourself off to people just because they don't have a certain standing in your mind. And this is something that I was talking about a few episodes back where I was talking about how to know someone's a true expert, how to prove that you're smart, that a lot of people in the like the academic space specifically, I don't know why I'm noticing a lot with those people, but they are extremely proprietary about listening to someone or even taking feedback from someone especially when there's a disagreement, if that person doesn't have a certain level of accomplishment, well, you don't have the expertise or you're not an expert on this subject or you didn't study this subject or you didn't go to school for it. So that means you can't talk about it. I see people saying this all the time. And I'm like, do you understand that the best idea that you could get in that area probably comes from someone who doesn't work there because their mind is not just set to this one way of thinking. They have a whole different way of thinking, but I can't change everybody. I'm not here to save the world. I'm here to save the people who want to be saved, but they got to be open-minded. All right, this is why I'm suggesting that you 
Keep your mind open. Don't close your mind off to somebody or something just because it's not coming from a place that maybe you thought it would come from. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? here? So this person probably had very little expertise in the area in which they offered me a suggestion, but I was able to turn it into a business opportunity anyway, because a great idea can come from anywhere. And again, it's often not the usual suspects. This is why you want to diversify your sources when it comes to taking in information. You can get a great idea from somewhere that you never thought an idea would come from, period, let alone a good idea. This is the reason why I read books on subjects that are not directly related to my business. All right? I told you that I read Andre Agassi's book. He's a tennis player. I have no ambitions for playing or even learning how to play tennis. But I read the book anyway because I figured there might be something in this book that I can use. As of this recording, I am just finishing up reading a memoir by the actress Mindy Kaling. Any of you heard of Mindy Kaling? I think she had a TV show that was called Everybody Loves Mindy or something like that. I never watched this TV show. I do remember her from on the TV show The Office, which I did watch like 15 years ago. I did watch the TV show The Office. But I read her book, not because I'm necessarily a fan of Mindy Kaling. I just happened to see the book. I said, All right, let me read this book. Who knows? Maybe there'll be something in there that is useful that I can use. Now, I'm almost done the book. I'm not finished yet. I'm not sure I grabbed anything necessarily out of it, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the trade-off of sometimes taking in something where I get nothing from it. But I know if I keep taking in eclectic things from different people with different experiences, I'm going to get something useful that I can use in my space that, again, none of my competitors are using. So this is the reason why I will take in something like that. Then I'll go right back to reading a book that's specifically about business and about entrepreneurship and marketing and sales, the straight line way. Then I'll go to something that's completely off the beaten path. And you should be doing the exact same thing. So you can mix this up. Okay. And it doesn't mean it's always going to happen. As I said, not like every comment that I read, somebody gives me a business idea that goes and makes me money, but one of them will. And that's one of the reason why I keep myself open to it. Okay. So this should be a regular part of your information consumption routine. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier, or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to, but dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? By getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to work on your game university.com. That is the only place I offer coaching, the only place I work with anyone directly. If you just go to work on your game university.com, you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's work on your game university.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is eclectic input. Why to get information and insight from many different sources. Number three, breakthroughs and insights come from known things used in new ways. Breakthroughs and insights come from known things used in new ways. What did I just tell you? That a basketball fan watching me on YouTube said, why don't you just put your stuff down together in a program? It's not a new thing to create a program. There wasn't a new idea to create a program. He didn't even say create a program. He said, just write down all the workouts that you're doing and let other people see the workouts so that they know what to do. That's literally what he said. And I said, okay, I'll do that, but I'll package it up and I'll sell it. So again, was any of that new idea? Was that a new idea? No. Putting basketball on the internet was a new idea when it was combined, but the internet wasn't new and basketball wasn't new. So again, new things combined in new ways, create new ideas. 
So I'll give you another example. I reached out to some people who worked on the executive side of Nike basketball. This is probably about a little over 10 years ago. Now, I wanted them. The reason I reached out to them is I had a little bit of relationship with Nike at this point because I had done some brand deals with them as an influencer. I had done some events with them. So I knew some people who worked in the, not the basketball players at Nike, but the executives, the people who worked in the offices at Nike. They're the ones who called the shots. And I knew some of these folks. So I reached out to them and I said, listen, you all should have me as the person who runs your YouTube basketball channel. Because at the time, I mean, they probably still have one to this day. Y'all have a YouTube basketball channel, but the stuff that I'm doing on my channel, if we put it on the Nike basketball channel with the reach that you all have, it will help a whole lot more players. Of course, it will help me. I will get served by it, but it will help Nike as well. And shit, as a basketball player, why wouldn't you want to have a relationship with Nike? So this is a great idea. At least I thought it was. So I reached out to Nike and at least the people I knew at Nike and I proposed to them that we do this. And I knew that I could improve on what Nike was doing. This is the reason why I reached out and I articulated all of this. And long story short, the executive who I knew at Nike, she took my message. She you know, ran it up the chain of command. She came back to me and said, Dre is not going to happen. And she said, no, from high on up, they said, uh, we hear what you're saying, but we don't want to do it because we just want to focus on on our social media. We're only going to use the athletes who are already endorsing our product. So the Kobe Bryant's and the LeBron James's of the world. And I said, well, is there any other? And I'm, I'm a salesperson. So I kind of pushed her and said, was there any other route we can go to kind of make this happen? Someone else we can talk to some other route you see any other opportunities to make this happen? And she said, no, it's probably not going to happen. Dre. She said, I'm pretty high up at Nike. I don't know their system, their hierarchy at Nike, but she said, I'm pretty high up. And from the response that I got was this is not going to happen. So sorry, nice try, but no, it's not going to take place. So I ended up not doing anything with Nike, at least on that end. But what I did do is I was able to steal an idea from Nike. So here's what I did. I started, I noticed that Nike would take their players who are Nike endorsees, and they would get those players to make little clips on YouTube and say, well, here's how I do this move, that move. And they would put those out on Nike. So what I did was say, all right, how about I just go take a move that Kobe or LeBron does, and I'll break down the move that Kobe or LeBron does, and I'll make a series of videos based on that. Or here's like 10 moves that LeBron does, and I'll make the LeBron series. I'll make a series about moves that LeBron does. So here's a series about how to play like Kobe. Here's a series about how to play like whoever, name a player. And I started making programs off of that, and I started selling those programs all because I was able to steal a deal, steal an idea from Nike after Nike wouldn't let me take my what I currently knew and use it for them. They wouldn't let me. So then I went and did it my own way. Those programs, when I started creating those, those poured lighter fluid on the sales that I was already making. And again, this is about maybe a little over 10 years ago. And the reason is, the reason all this happened is not because I'm some genius. Again, Nike is the one who had the idea. I just combined their idea with my thinking. I just combined two ideas. I did about half the work. Nike did half the work as far as the ideas go. Then I did 100% of the work as far as the implementation. And again, small amount of time between idea and implementation. Y'all catch that? I hope y'all caught that. Okay. So I got an idea from somewhere where a plan didn't work. I understand. I went to Nike trying to do thing A and they said no. So I ended up doing thing B, which had nothing to do with my original idea. The only reason I went to idea B is because idea A didn't work. If idea A worked, I might not even come up with idea B. So I took an idea from something else, converted it to something else that I could use. And this is how a person doing, for example, and I turned it into something I could use my own way. Okay. So this is how a person, if you run a dental practice, let's say you're a dentist and you got your own office, right? You can take an idea from the local plumber and you can use it in your dental office because the way that they market and sell to their clients, what, what do they do? They serve their clients. They want to get found. They want to serve clients. 
and they want to be the person that the client calls when they need something, right? Isn't that exactly what you want to be when you're a dentist? You want to get found. You want to serve your clients. And when they need something, you want them to come back. And as a matter of fact, as a dentist, you want them to come back every six months to get their teeth cleaned. Unlike a plumber who you probably hope you never had to call a plumber, right? So you can take an idea. The plumber can take an idea from the dentist. The dentist can take an idea from the plumber. And this is why you got to be looking in different places. Don't just look at the thing that you do and hope you get all your ideas from there. An author, for example, you could take an idea from an electronics company and use it to sell more books. Why? Because electronic companies want to sell their product the same way an author wants to sell your product. The only difference is the product, but the process is not different. You want to have customers, you want to sell to them, you want to make money, and you want to sell to them again, right? Okay. Well, how many different industries do that? So you shouldn't limit yourself to the book world. Everybody understand what I'm saying here? This is why you want to diversify your sources. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is eclectic input. Want to get info and insight from many different sources. Point number one, you don't want to have too much me too. And this only happens when you're doing the same things and getting information from the same sources as your competitors. All you had to do is do what they're not doing. So just look around. The opportunity is in the opposite. Sometimes in doing the basics more than they're doing it. Number two, great idea can come from anywhere. Again, first product I ever created came from a nameless, faceless person who probably had no basketball experience, no business experience, and no sales experience. But they gave me an idea to take basketball, make it business, and sell stuff. All right. So again, great ideas do not have to come from someone who is quote unquote credible in that space. It can come from someone who has no credibility, but a good idea is a good idea regardless of the source. And number three, breakthroughs and insights come from known things used in new ways. This is why you want to look around and see what's working and ask yourself, how could I use that? How could I use that? How could I use that? And if you just ask yourself that question, it opens your mind, it challenges your mind to think, and you will come up with ideas. So again, I've gotten plenty of ideas for business based on things that other people were doing. I get plenty of ideas from this very show, from things that I hear other people say, things that other people say to me, questions people ask me, comments people leave. And again, they're not trying to give me an idea like, Dre, he's just doing an episode on this. I get people who say that, but most of the time people say that to me, they're offering me something that I've already done. But when people leave me comments, when people say stuff, when people just speak from their heart and their mind of what they have going on in their lives, it often gives me an idea of something that I can create that I think will help them and help others. So again, that's why you got to keep your mind open. You can train your mind to do this unconsciously. All that said, folks, text me here in my text community, number 305-384-6894 down below in the description and work on your game university.com. You want to work with me directly. You want to have me as your coach and you want to get this stuff going now. Mindset, strategy, systems, accountability, execution. When it comes to your business, you want to make more money this year. You want to take your business where it's supposed to go now. You're tired of telling yourself that you're going to do it and never getting around to it. Work on your game university.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know and I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me. 305-384-6894. Question. Are you looking for a health and wellness upgrade that's as easy as sipping your morning coffee? Or if you're like me, you don't even drink coffee. Meet AG1, the superhero of all-in-one supplements. With just one scoop a day, you'll experience a powerhouse blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that will have you feeling like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. You can feel like it though, you don't even have to try it. AG1 is your personal health sidekick, packed with prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes to support optimal gut health. Now, what exactly does all that mean? That means you can say goodbye to those pesky 
nutrient gaps that you have in your system right now and you probably don't even know it and say hello to a vitality boost that will make you feel like you have superhuman strength and this is all natural clean stuff but wait there's more when you take the leap and join the ag1 revolution right now you'll unlock an incredible offer you will enjoy a free one-year supply of vitamin d which is a vital nutrient for a strong immune system and strong bones with your first order plus you're going to receive five free AG1 travel packs, which are perfect for staying on top of your health routine wherever life takes you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, you're tired of having to pack eight pills and nine different supplements every time you go somewhere or every time you wake up in the morning, you got to take all these different pills. You don't even know what they are. You can't remember what's what. You don't even know what the ingredients are on these things. Say goodbye to all of that. And try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and start your journey to a healthier, happier you. Your body will thank you for joining the AG1 Super Squad. 